0: Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. I want to welcome you to the Finishing Well podcast today. As you know, Finishing Well Ministries is focused on helping us as we age to fulfill God's plan for our aging years. Doesn't matter if you're in your early 50s thinking about retirement, when it will happen, et cetera. It doesn't matter if you're just retired or you're in your 70s, 80s, 90s, wherever you are. Our ministry is focused on encouraging each other to finish well. Keep about doing what God wants us to be about in our aging years. So in this podcast, we're always talking about various ideas that would encourage us, doing interviews with people, uh, hearing their stories, and all the things which, in some way, God would use to encourage others, you out there in our radio land, and of course, me. I mean, I, I love to encourage others, and I love to be encouraged by others. So it's my joy today to have two dear, very dear friends who just were with us in Israel From March 19 to 29, we traveled uh, 30 different places in Israel, uh, the footsteps of the Old Testament, the New Testament, the early church, and we did it together with Phil and Karen Brasso, and I want you to meet them. So welcome, Phil and Karen. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, how many kids you have, how long we've known each other, et cetera, et cetera. Well,
1: Karen and I have been married 46 years this past weekend, and we have six adult children ages 32 to 34 34 to 44, and uh, we have 22 grandchildren. 22? 22, yeah. And so that's why I lead with it. We've been married 46 years. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love it.
0: No, and we've known each other since our kids started in this life. We were in the same Sunday school class, First Baptist Church, many years ago. And we've traveled together on many, many occasions, shared many parties, weddings, you name it. And it's just been a joy. And so, <laughs> Yes, and funerals. Yes. Yeah, I forgot that. Wedding,
1: and funerals,
0: yeah. Yes, yes. God has bound us together in a very unique way. There are not many people can say that we've been through together what we've been through. Yeah. But we're here to talk about our trip to Israel a little bit. I don't know how many in our listening audience have been to Israel, but I encourage you to go. And it's part of finish well ministries project to take people to Israel. So Phil Stardish, you went with me and our church back in what? 97 was it?
1: Yeah. 1997. We were, uh, I was 45 years old and, uh, we were moving into a house and the trip came up and uh, we both have always had an interest in going to Israel uh, because that's where Christ was born. He he preached, he died, he re- was resurrected. And so we both had a, an interest and in my sweet wife uh, offered for me to go on. <laughs> she laughs because that's not how she remembers it. <laughs> Yeah. But somehow I went on by myself and left her home with six children. So,
2: and finishing a house
1: and finishing a house. We didn't have stairs in the two story house. We moved in one week I got back. So, that was quite an adventure. So,
2: I'm, I'm almost unmad I'm about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the memories are still there. Yeah. yeah. That was 1997.
0: So, Karen, you've waited all these years. What prompted you both to go? Karen, what was your interest in going? You've always wanted to go since 97, and now is God's time? Or talk to us about that.
2: Well, I have, I've had i gone on quite a few mission trips, and I've been to Jordan three times and never crossed over, never gotten to cross over. For, uh, one time it was during the Syria, Syrian crisis, and various things happened to ever— Keep me from being able to go on over to Israel for even a couple of days. And so I just really wanted to go, and when this trip came up, we both just kind of looked at each other and said, "Yeah, let's do this." It just fit. So yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm so happy you went. There's something about experience trips like that together that accent and help your marriage, your togetherness, and you share experiences. Comment on what that did for you all during these two weeks we were there.
2: Well, considering I fall easily, he held my hands for 12 days straight. So I felt like I was his assistant person. Yeah, I love it. Literally when we got home, I was like, Where's your hand? He held my <laughs> hand the entire entire time we were there. And I only fell once. So we did good. But yeah, I thought it was good for us.
1: Yeah, and we've, you know, we've learned to do things at church together, you know, lead ministries together. And so whereas kind of early in our careers or marriage, you know, we she'd do women's Bible study and I'd do mine. And and uh so we've really enjoyed leading things together. And this was very special. And as I said the night we left, it it closed the circle for me because I went in 97 and her absence was missed. And so this was very special that the two of us got to do it together. And, and I, I would say, you know, you're leading.
2: Yeah, you're leading did make and, a difference.
1: You know, that was uh, very much the size of the trip. You know, we were we were one bus, which was, to me, perfect. And uh, we knew a couple of the people, but I was counting, we knew eight out of 28. and So we met some new people that we really,
0: you know, look forward to get to know better.
2: And we kind of wanted to go in the spring, so it all just fit.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you went. It was awesome. So in thinking about the trip, uh, g- give us some highlights of the trip. Maybe some places, but in addition to places that were meaningful for you, uh, what what was the impact in your life and the impact for the two of you to do it together? Lead us through just some standout instances of the the overall impact of the trip in your lives
2: oh uh, there's quite a few yeah we haven't
0: rehearsed this but
1: you know for me uh singing in the church together we saint anne's saint anne's yeah and the, the uh acoustics um uh, you know neither one of us could finish the song because we were weeping <laughs> wow and uh very powerful and you know for me the kind of a fun part was the dead sea you know i I'd, I'd been there in 97 but you know this was really well orchestrated by the hotel and it was much nicer and you know i enjoyed it you know it was more of an event than just kind of when we were there in 97 we kind of as i remember just went down to the dead sea and got in and floated and no, got back to the hotel. We got but,
2: mud this time.
1: Yeah, we got mud this time. <laughs> that
0: was I, awesome.
2: So driving through that new tunnel, going into Jerusalem, and then it just coming into view. It's just. Yeah. Astounding. And
0: and listening to the music, the, the song it's Jerusalem, the Jerusalem.
2: Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when we went to the, you know, the tomb, you know, possibly the tomb, you know, where Christ was buried and did communion. And again, singing was just very emotional, you know, and, and being able to do communion uh, together, you know, and you're leading scripture and, you know, you and Roman, uh, our, our leader were uh, very much in sync. I mean, it was very compatible you know uh what he had to say and what you had to say and his being a believer was very very
0: powerful really was uh talk about the impact you know walking where jesus walked seeing capernaum seeing we stood on mount arbel there and you span the whole northern side of galilee and see 85 percent of where jesus lived and where he worked and did all his miracles What's the impact of being there? Or Phil, you and I at the Springs of Inherod, where Gideon yeah. chose his 300. What's the impact of being there and seeing it all happen, making the scriptures come to life?
2: Go
0: ahead. Yeah,
1: You know, for me, just coming back in, in BSF, we're both doing BSF and we're studying the kings, you know, and, yeah. you know, their failure. Uh, and seeing places where David killed Goliath, you know, I saw it in 97. I couldn't wait to see it again because, you know, it's not the exact spot, but it, the proximity is very close. You know, you can kind of triangulate or where Christ was uh, possibly crucified. And you know, again, it's not the exact spot that some people are going to and, you know, and rubbing their coat on. You know, but you know, you're in proximity to where he was crucified, and and he walked carrying the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love
2: to see Galilee and thinking about that's where Peter, where they walked on water, and I just the fishing and where he chose the disciples and where he preached the Beatitudes. I just thought it was amazing to see. It was so peaceful and so it was just deeply inspiring. Oh,
1: you know, just you know the times that we were on the sea in the galilee it was just dead calm you know and you can see how that would be frightening if if a storm whipped up to where fishermen were not used to that type of uh, you know those type of waves and storm so it was kind of interesting to see it dead calm
0: was there a sense in each of you that brought you closer to christ in a sense not that you have to be in the land to be close to Jesus. Yeah. I think of what He said: "Blessed are those who see and believe, but more blessed are those who haven't seen." Yeah. So we haven't seen, but being there in the land, there is something unique about it. Uh, what kind of impact did it have on you, Karen?
2: Well, not only did it have an impact, um, just the steps of the of the just seeing the, the, the southern, southern steps, steps yeah. and 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 all of that did have an impact on me but not just that for some reason the the seeing the mount of olives and knowing that someday he's going to put two feet there and split it wide open is just and i haven't seen that <laughs> but man it made an impact on
1: yeah i I would agree to see you know from the mount of olives to look down at the eastern gate and you know yeah. to, to know that when he comes back and and also just to be in Jerusalem, I mean that's where he comes back.
0: Yeah.
2: The other thing that impacted me was I did not realize, you know, where it talks about how all all the all the graves will be opened and everybody will come I, until you see. I did not realize when you looked at Jerusalem from I don't know where we were when we first stood there over that bridge and looked down upon it that those were all graves. You know, yeah. the concrete, and that it. I don't know how many, it looked like millions of them, you know, that an entire army is already there. You know, it's just it, that was very impactful for me too.
1: I love so,
2: it. Walking where I was and seeing what he did, but it man, it was the prophecy of what's going to happen and how set up it is for it, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, let, let me go another angle on this. Uh, we all are in our. More of our aging years than when you went in your early 40s, Phil. Uh, your thoughts about aging and the trip, the stamina, the work. And there were people in our eight in their eighties on our trip as well, people in their 70s and people in their sixties, yeah. and a sense of perspective of encouraging people our age to continue to go. You have any thoughts on that?
2: I thought it's it is definitely. A hard trip as far as you know it's packed. I think y'all did such a good job of not packing too much in one day um and yet trying to get it all in but you also and I'll admit I'm one of the people that took an opportunity to not go to something because I needed to rest my back you know and I just didn't go one morning and was completely fine the rest of the time and nobody acted like that was a problem and And it was great i tell you my biggest problem was walking on all the rocks you know israel is one giant little rock after pebble after big rock and you just have to have good shoes you know and you have to hold on to somebody's hand
1: (laughs) yeah but
2: it was fine
1: and i'll be 71 in december and you know it was to me it was perfect it was challenging you know physically challenging but we both did really well you know at night we were ready to go to bed you know, but But we're
2: ready to go to bed every night.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, you know, it was, to me, it was just right. And as Karen said, there are opportunities for someone to sit out. And, uh, I think it was Bob that was in his eighties. Yes. He did amazingly well, you know, they both did. They did. Yeah. And so we're 71 and we came back saying, you know, we were glad we were glad that we went at this age, and you know, because combined with the trip over there and the trip back, uh, even though we went one day early, which we we would do that again, just kind of get one day acclamation ahead. Um, but it was it was perfect for us, and I think yeah. we kind of both think that that may be our that may be our swan song. That might <laughs> <I'd> be <laughs> yeah. It wasn't
2: because the trip was so exhausting. It's just the jet lag's hard yeah. when you get older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well worth it.
0: Yeah, it was great. It's great. So I'm going to go another angle as we kind of think towards wrapping this up. Uh, Your daughter, Meg, went on this trip, not, not our trip, but went on another trip. So talk about the impact of this trip on your grown kids, your grandkids, And Bridget, I mean, I'm sure in a sense with Meg and your grandson, you got more in common to talk about and you have already, but how do you, how do the two of you think about impacting your grown kids and your grandkids with this experience, but not just this experience, but what do you think of, how do you think about encouraging your kids and your grandkids to keep growing spiritually during these critical years?
2: You know, I uh, she took Hunter with him with her when she went. and He was only ten, and so I was asking him about you know what he remembered, and he says he remembers everything. But I, I don't think he could fully grasp everything yet at that point. And yet, I still think it made an impact on him, uh, and I certainly think it made an impact on Meg. Um, but you know, it's just given us. Any time you have an opportunity to talk to your kids about the Lord, whatever the avenue. And, of course, they all wanted to hear about our trip. And so for us to be able to just, you know, naturally feed into, you know, and this is where the Lord did this, and this is what God showed us that day, and this is real, and, you know, all of those things, I mean, not that they didn't think it was real, but, I mean, to feel the the Dead Sea salt or to feel the, the olives from Mount of Olives. All of those things are just experiences that they could tell had really uh, made an impact on us. And so it gave us great conversation and it gave it gave. all. I mean, my grandchildren all, even the little ones would say, I prayed for you. How how is it over where Jesus was? You know, so they knew we were going and they they wanted to hear about it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's an important point is that, you know, we wanted to go because we wanted to go but it modeled for both our children and our grandchildren that it was important you know it was important for us to to grow spiritually and by going to see where christ you know was born and died and will come back again and was raised you know it, it's it's modeling for our children and i agree with karen you know i think 10 is young you know even at 45 when we went before i don't think i absorbed what i absorbed this last trip because you know in your 40s you're busy you know and you come back and jump right into moving into a house and kids and sports and stuff but we, it was a perfect age for us to really reflect on it when we came back
2: the other thing about our kids i mean to, to us anything that we can do that can you know um demonstrate to them Finishing well, but but trying to make that the thing of our lives is because you want them, you know, I mean, I know how we were at their ages and I know how distracted everybody in this world is. So much more even than when we were young, you know, it's just too important to to not make it the thing, you know, the thing, you know, so it's it's been good for us to be able to talk to them about it.
0: That's awesome. And you know, that was a theme of looking at people in the Bible and how they finished. And we want to finish well, we want to communicate that to our kids, our grandkids. Now you have grandkids scattered all over the country. So when you get together with them throughout this year, you haven't been with them all yet. You'll have ongoing opportunities to keep sharing this with them as your year unfolds and as your life unfolds.
1: Yeah, and I would echo what Karen said, you know, it, it dawned on me that, you know, David did not necessarily finish well. He made some mistakes late in his life and Saul certainly didn't finish well. You know, Solomon didn't finish well. And so it really doesn't matter what age you are, you're still making decisions that have consequences, you know, and, uh, And so it kind of put a point on it for me. I shared that I think the last night we were there is that, you know, one, when you're young, like our children, you're making decisions that will impact you long-term. And when you're our age, uh, you know, you don't stop, you know, you keep growing and for us, this was a growing experience.
2: You know, I think for, for both of us, if we want our kids to say anything about us, we want them to say, you know, they love the Lord. He Mm. was the priority. Yeah and um so i mean that's just another thing that we that we felt was important to do so
0: well well said anything you want to add before we close this up we love you yeah (laughs) well i love you and we have a long way to go yet so let's keep finishing well and encouraging each other well all right yeah we will it was a great trip huh uh, well, thanks, Phil and Karen. It was a joy to have you on our podcast today, and I hope what you shared. I know, I know it will encourage other people to keep finishing well, whether or not they can go to Israel with us or go on their own or whatever. You know, one of the things we saw there, Dennis Rainey from uh, Campus Crusades Ministry, he was there with his entire family. <laughs> he took them all. I can't imagine you taking all 22 of your great kids.
2: I would love but it. I doubt we could do that. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's just fun, but uh, thanks for blessing my life with your friendship and your love. And thanks for blessing our audience today. So I hope that what we've, what Phil and Karen have shared is an encouragement to you. And let's keep pressing on and pray for Finishing Well Ministries. Uh, support us if you can financially. And uh, our vision is to spread this message across America and every church and encourage us as seniors to finish well and set the pace for our kids and grandkids and to keep encouraging them. So may the Lord bless all of us as we stay focused on him. Uh, Thanks again, Phil and Karen. May God bless you as well. Amen. Thank you for listening to the finishing well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.